This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 657, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, February the 27th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm Adam Chapman, your host. This is episode 657. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, February the 27th. We're into March now, uh, but before we can look at comics that are going to be coming out on March 6th, uh, we have to fir- first take one look backwards at the books that came out uh, this past week at the end of February. Uh, so let's just look at, the, there was actually a lot of releases that came out. But let's just uh, talk about some of them that, in particular, that came out on the 27th. Um, there's the books, obviously, we're going to be talking about today, and a lot of others. Uh, looking down the list, if we've started at uh, Boom, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 2, Firefly number 4, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 36, uh, and then over at Dark Horse, there's Aliens Resistance number 2, Hellboy and BPRD 1956 number 4, Umbrella Academy 4-pack Magnet Set, just for fun. Uh, over at DC, there's Action Comics 1008, uh, Batman Beyond, Books of Magic, there's, uh, uh, let's see, Detective Comics, it's issue 9, actually, I think I'm about to talk about that one, I shouldn't, I shouldn't mention that, uh, so forget I mentioned it. Uh, we have uh, The Green Lantern by Jeff Johns, trade paperback, book 1, uh, new issue of The Flash. Um, which I guess I read, but I won't be talking about it in this episode. I wasn't super bowled over by it. Uh, Justice League Odyssey, Martian Manhunter, Old Lady Harley, uh, Shazam, issue number three, uh, Sideways, Silencer, Terrifics, Wonder Woman, uh, second printing of Young Justice. Uh, over at IDW, there's the 14th issue of Sonic the Hedgehog, as well as Star Trek The Q Conflict number two, and Star Trek vs. Transformers number five of five. Uh, over at Image, there's Ice Cream Man number ten, uh, Oliver number two, Realm number eleven, Rose number seventeen, new issue of Spawn that's issued in two ninety four, Weatherman trade paperback volume one, and then over at Marvel we have Age of X Men, X, uh, the Extremists number one. Uh, we got Avengers No Road Home number three. I'm falling behind. I got a. I've only read issue one. Uh, new issue of Black Panther, which I'm not a super big fan of right now. Uh, Black Panther versus Deadpool, Captain America. I am falling behind, but I was really enjoying it. Um, we got, uh, let's see what else, Deadpool Classic, Trade Paperback Bottom 23, Mercs for Money, Fantastic Four, uh, Gardens of the Galaxy, number one, second printing. There's the Infinity Wars Trade Paperback Sleepwalker. Uh, we had the second issue of Invaders. Uh, we had the Iron Fist, Deadly Hands, and Kung Fu C- Complete Collection, um, which is kind of like a proto-epic, but not. Uh, Miles Morales, issue number Spider-Man number two. Oh, that's the second printing, sorry. Uh, we had Marvel Knights, Punisher by Pyre and Gutierrez, trade paperback, Taxi Wars. Uh, we had the, let's see, Mr. and Mrs. X, trade paperback, volume one, Love and Marriage. Uh, Spider-Geddon, trade paperback, Covert Ops, the Star Wars by Jason Aaron Omnibus hardcover. Uh, we have Star Wars, Dr. Afra, Afra, Submariner, trade paperback, The Depths, uh, new printing, which I really enjoy. Uh, we had uh, Superman, sorry, Superior Spider-Man number three, Typhoid Fever, trade paperback, which I would take a big pass on personally, West Coast Avengers number eight, and X-Force number three. So let's actually uh, talk about what we're going to talk about here. So first up, we have Amazing Spider-Man. This is issue number 16. Uh, and this is, I guess, the prologue to, or this is the road to The Hunted. Um, so this is issue 16. It's written by Nick Spencer. Our work is by Ryan Otley and Alberto Albuquerque. Um, and I like this. It's obviously a lot of setup for what The Hunted is going to be. Um, it's interesting. There's definitely a lot of things that bug me. Um, but I realize it's me just being a cantankerous fan and not having a good reason to be bothered by it. Um, 
So there's that. Um, I guess part of the issue is that like Craven had one of the greatest send offs of any of any villain. Um, it was such a wonderful storyline, crazy, uh, like you know, mind rending, and then it ended, and he killed himself, and it was you know crazy, and but it was very impactful. And ever since they brought him back, it feels like they've struggled to figure out what to do with him specifically. Um, and here, you know, they kind of break him apart from his family pretty quickly, or at least the kind of not quickly, but just uh, the referencing it and the idea that he basically, you know. I guess defeated the high evolutionary and got the high evolutionary to work for him, which is weird. Um, to make all these clones and 87 clones, which is kind of crazy. Anyways, it's weird. It's very strange. Um, and anyways, they have like the one who's like the, the alpha of his kind of clones. And he's the one who will kind of take on the name, I guess, take over the kingdom. Um, I'm interested to see where they go with this. There's a lot of time spent on really fleshing out Craven's motivations. And I guess it's better to have it done like this way than to slowly have it seated more awkwardly. So this is just kind of up front getting all of it. Um, an idea of this, this big grand hunt that's going to happen. Uh, having all the, you know, you get to kind of see all the... Um, uh, animal-themed villains being kind of taken out as kind of quick flashbacks, which was interesting. And then you have another part of the issue, which I didn't really like as much, where you have a little bit more about Billy, Connors, and Spider-Man kind of going out to get him, and it ends up intersecting with the hunt, um, or the hunted, or whatever you want to call the next the upcoming storyline. Now, when I look at upcoming issues, man, am I disappointed about having stupid one shots that they can't just call that they're labeling things HU and they know they know I'm going to buy them anyway they know I can't stop myself uh, so it bugs me but like it's my own fault um, so we're going to be into the hunted so you know next issue is uh, 16.8U and then 1718 that's both in March and then uh, in April we have what 1920 plus the 18 and 19 HU issues and then in May we have 20 HU 21 and 22 which is the epilogue so before you know it'll be over but it should be interesting to kind of see what they what they do with this um I like this issue more more or less uh were there some things that bugged me yeah uh there were and I, I wasn't super sold on the second story the art was okay I just don't really care about Billy which is weird but like I just don't feel like I'm really connecting with the character in the same way I'm gonna give this a seven it wasn't bad by any means uh next up is Daredevil this is issue number two and this I really dug um, it looks gorgeous. Uh, so you have uh, artwork by Marco Cicchetto. Uh, you have Chip Zdarsky writing it, who really has a good sense of, of Matt, of Foggy, of, of Kingpin, of the new character he's brought in, who I'm really enjoying, uh, the new uh, detective, uh, Cole North, which I'm really kind of digging, having a different vibe and having a, a character who's not just kind of there for the storyline, or he might be, but it just feels like he's really... He, this character comes into the book feeling like a fully realized character, and we're excited to see what happens with that and how they, how Chip uh, continues to develop it. I like the idea here that people not really being sure if Daredevil finally, you know, went too far. Um, the ending is really crazy and cool. Um, I'm not so sure about the like something about the art. I thought the way in which the body fell and the angles. I I don't know if that really worked for me, just in terms of the layout and the the I guess the choreography of the of the sequence. But uh, definitely one hell of an ending, and I'm excited to see where we go from here. So I'm going to give this a, most definitely an eight. It was it was good. Uh, next up, Detective Comics 999. Definitely crazy. But I don't care. It was just so exquisitely well done. It was it was mental. It was definitely a little strange and weird. But you know what? Tomasi and, Mo- and Monk are just such a, an amazing team. Um, 
that I I just I bought into every moment of this. Um, the art again really nailed it. There's such gorgeous artwork. It really nailed the the emotions of the issue. And then when when you kind of realize what it is, you're like, oh, well, that's interesting, but still cool. And uh, I like the shot of the old the old Batman costume that we see here as well. Um, this is felt like a really good lead up to a thousand. Uh, this 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 was good. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I'm actually going to give this an eight and a half. I thought this was just a, a really good... I, I don't want to say too much for risk of spoiling it, but the last issue you had Batman basically confronted by a young Bruce Wayne, and it kind of goes from there. Um, you know, it, it's not what I thought it was in any, in any way, but definitely was an interesting concept um, and definitely allowed, you know, a lot of crazy things to happen that ended up not really happening, but they felt very real when they were happening if that's as vague as I can be I'm going to give this an 8.5 this was good next up is Heroes in Crisis number 6 of 9 I liked it in and of itself like just as an issue it was an interesting juxtaposition of the three kind of main characters of this issue so you have uh, what's his name Gnark you have Wally West and you have Harley Quinn and so you know every issue for every page or so you would have Recollections of those characters dealing with they what they've been dealing with, why they're in sanctuary to begin with, how they're dealing with the therapy, why if they should even be here. Uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I don't know. I just don't know what the narrative thrust is here. Like we got a lot here. There's a lot of interesting introspection, but there's stuff that like outright goes against what some of the things we saw before. So I, I'm just not a big fan of how this series is unfolding because it just feels like I don't know what this is and it just has such a weird sense of flow and I feel like if I stacked up the issues and just read them all together I don't know how it would even read because again it, it just feels schizophrenic at times like it's just kind of going around and it's not really all connected and you, you they bring in plots for like other stories that you didn't even think you were going to get in this series and then they just don't go to it at all and just ignore it like i just don't i don't get it and i'm confused and weird it's weird i mean it's and it's entertaining and in and of itself it is interesting there's a lot of especially this issue like there's so many uh it's basically a lot of monologuing and it's interesting i actually thought narc was really cool um but again does it really move the story along or like what what did i just read um i'm, I'm gonna give it an eight i mean because i it, it, it frustrates me because I don't feel like it's like a, a single unit of, of, of you know of content really because it's just it just it's just a, it's a lot of talking that doesn't really move, in theory move the plot along much. I still enjoyed it. The artwork by Clayman is you know it's Clayman on page one and tw- one and twenty. Mitch Gerard's on page two to nineteen. It's got great art, uh, great sensibility to it. I still liked it. I just don't know. I don't know how much I liked it, and there's certain things that detract from it. I'm going to give it a 7. And last but not least is Savage Sword of Conan, number 20, sorry, number 22. Number 2 by Jerry Duggan and Ron Garney. Now, Ron Garney was on the last episode of the show. Actually, we were we did a deep dive into uh, the first issue of Savage Sword of Conan. Um, and this was really enjoyable. Again, I, I said on that show, like, I've never really read Conan before. I've actually started reading Savage Sword of Conan, this one, before the regular Conan book by Jason Aaron, just because I knew I was going to be talking with Ron. So I wanted to make sure I, you know, was, was knowledgeable about the book and got to read it. And uh, I like this. I really like, uh, I think the art by uh, by Garney is extremely well suited for something like this. 
Um, this was cool. They're, they're, you know, they're developing the story, and you get to see uh, Conan interacting with the different characters, and uh, as well as his uh, his his buddy from the from the boat from the last issue. Uh, excited to see where they go from here. Um, again, I don't know anything about the Conan universe, and yet I'm 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 really being drawn in. Uh, a big part of that is Ron's art. Um, Ron's art is exquisite. It just feels like this is the book he's supposed to be doing right now. Like sometimes you read a book and you're like, well, you know, he might be better off in a different book, or maybe the sensibility could work somewhere else. But no, this is this is re- you could tell he's really enjoying what he's being able to to draw here. And again, I do recommend you go back to the last episode, what, 656, and to check out that interview with Ron Gurney, because it was a really fun time to be able to, you know, pick his brain and really go deep dive. Like, um, we had already done kind of a, a an overview of his career in a past episode, so it kind of gave me the freedom to say, like, you know, let's really go deep into Savage Sword of Conan number one. And we recorded it, like, literally the day before issue two, so that was kind of funny to me that um, I probably could have chatted about this if I had just, you know, postponed the interview by a day or two, but I hadn't thought of it until it was kind of too late. I didn't realize it was going to come out the next day. Anyways, uh, so I'm going to, yeah, give that a very well-deserved eight. Uh, looking forward, so next week, uh, or as I record this two days from now on the 6th of March, which will also be uh, Tibor Mate's birthday. He's a, a regular guest on our movie episodes. Um, so it's his birthday on the 6th and so on the 6th we have uh, from Dark Horse Comics we have Black Hammer number 45 sorry Black Hammer 45 from World of Black Hammer number 1 that is quite a, a title uh, you have from Disney you have Disney Don Quixote starring Goofy and Mickey trade paperback Disney Frozen Reunion Road number 1 uh, and then over at DC we got Adventures of the Super Sons number 8 New Shoes of Batman Got the Catwoman by Jim Ballant book, uh, trade paperback volume two. Batman and Harley Quinn trade paperback. You have, uh, let's see, what else we got here? Um, Deathstroke 41, which is part of the Terminus agenda. We finally have Doomsday Clock number nine. Uh, we've got Green Arrow 50, which is, I guess, the last issue of that book. Green Lantern number five, Justice League, sorry, JLA New World Order trade paperback, the Essential Edition. Sorry, Essential Edition. So they're really pumping out some of this content over and over and over again, and Essential Edition is their new way of doing that. Uh, we got uh, Promethea 20th Anniversary Deluxe Edition Hardcover Volume 1, uh, the issue of Young Justice. Uh, over at IDW, you have uh, the G.I. Joe Real American Hero Yearbook, as well as the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic 75. And then over at Image, you have uh, Eclipse 13, Middle West Number 1, Fourth Printing, Paper Girls 26, Walking Dead Issue 189, which played 12. Uh, Wicked, and, Wicked and Divine Trade Paperback Volume 8, Old is the New New. And over at Marvel, you have Age of Conan uh, poster uh, by Takeda. You have the Age of X-Men Prisoner X, number one. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 16.8U that we just talked about a minute or two ago. Um, a bunch of posters and variants. You have Avengers 16, Avengers No Road Home, number four. Uh, Black Order, number five of five. Champions, number three. I'm really enjoying that by Jim Zub. Uh, we got uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroyers Marvel History number one. That could be really fun. Uh, Earth X Trilogy Omnibus Hardcover Omega. Man, it's just expensive. It's a hundred bucks. Uh, actually, I didn't even thought of that. It's a hundred bucks at the uh, U.S. cover, and I'm thinking like Amazon in Canada was like one fifteen or something. I could probably go to our comic store and buy it U.S. cover for a hundred. The only problem with that is that then I have an omnibus. Actually, two if I get the first one first, the uh, the Alpha, and uh, having to carry two giant omnibuses home uh, is uh, quite the Herculean task. 
Uh, we've got uh, Fantastic Four Trade Paperback Volume 1, Forever. Uh, got the Exiles Trade Paperback Volume 2, Trial of Exiles. You got the Immortal Hulk 14. Um, Marvel Knights Punisher by NS Complete Collection Volume 2, as they're uh, putting that all in big collections. You got Meet the Scrolls Number 1. Uh, you got the, let's see, Star Wars 62, uh, a bunch of one shot, or a one shot, which is Star Wars Age of, was it Age of Republic, Padme Amidala Number 1. Uh, Star Wars Ewoks, Trade Paperback Flight to Danger. That's Star Wars Vader, Dark Visions number one. New issue of Uncanny X-Men, that's issue 13. You got the um, Wolverine Epic Collection, Trade Paperback, Back to Basics. You got X-Men Black, Trade Paperback. X-Men Red, Trade Paperback, uh, Volume 2. And Ziggy Pig, Silly Seal Comics number one. Yeah, okay. That definitely made me go, huh? Uh, so that is uh, coming out on the 6th of March. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Our next episode will be our episode focusing on, on the Captain Marvel movie. We'll be recording that on March 8th. It'll probably come out on March 9th. Uh, thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.